That's a powerful song. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Get that a little closer. Does that help? Yeah. Okay. Um, you know how, do you ever notice that songs sometimes just come into your life and they just, they just really minister to you? Well, that's one of them. I know in 2020 it was the blessing for me. In 2021, I think it was goodness of God. Last year, I don't know, a lot of Abby's music, my hope. Uh, this year, I think it's this one. I speak Jesus. It's just so powerful. Um, you guys have a good week? Uh, I just want to start out with something light. I had a question for you. Do you know why you don't ever see elephants hiding in the trees? It's because they're so good at it. <laughs> and I've got one other. My wife's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> but this week, I bought, I bought a didgeridoo this week. A didgeridoo? You know those big things? Do you think my neighbors liked it? No. <laughs> John gets it at least. <laughs> okay, yeah, we'll get on to something a little better than that, so... But I've kind of gotten into this dad joke thing, so I think from now on, Joe, you might want to rethink asking me to fill in because every time you're going to get hit with at least one dad joke, just to start off, you know, just to break the ice a little bit. Um, so on that note, let's pray. <laughs> Father, we thank you for this day that you've created, and we thank you, God, just for the power in the name of Jesus whom you freely given, that we can claim as King of kings and Lord of lords, our Savior. And Father, I don't think we've scratched the surface of what you want to do in our lives. Open our hearts and our minds and our eyes. Help us to see each and every day. Help us to know how to take hold of the power in Jesus' name and to live freely. We just thank you for your word, and we pray you just help our hearts to be open right now. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So, I had this thought, if, just imagine that there was uh, like this perfectly designed city, that every building was wired, you know, for all the electronic stuff that makes life easier and more pleasant, you know, you got super fast Wi-Fi, you got all this cool lighting, LED this and that and everything else. In every store, every home, every restaurant, every school, every gymnasium, it's just state of the art. All of the latest and greatest features are available. From lighting to voice activated smartphone, smartphone controlled lights, thermostats, music, Everything is just at the command of your voice or by your phone or whatever. It all comes on, goes off as scheduled. Electronic billboards through the whole city. But it's not connected to the power grid. 
what good is it? You know, you could design all of that, and it would be fantastic if only it were connected to the power grid. Without that, it's kind of useless, isn't it? It seems it's kind of the same with Jesus' name. You know, just having the name, just declaring the name is not really enough. It has to be connected to the power source. When I was in college, I had a t-shirt on the front it said, there are two sure things in life. One, there is a God, and two, you're not him. And then on the back, it had Acts chapter 4 and verse 12, which says, there is salvation in no one else. There's salvation in no one else. For there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. There's only one name that holds that kind of power. And that's the reason that there's no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved because no other name harnesses the power of the name of Jesus. There are at least, I think, two reasons. I'm sure there are a myriad of others, but at least two why there's power in Jesus' name. And we're just going to briefly look at those. The first one being that God bestowed Jesus' name on him. The word tells us he bestowed him upon him, the name that is above all names. And the second reason is that Jesus overcame death and the grave. In a sense, he lived up to his name. So those are the reasons. We're going to start out in Philippians chapter 2. We're going to go through quite a bit of scripture, so... Bear with me. I always feel like it speaks better than I do, so we're going to look at it. Philippians chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And I, I got these, tried to get these to Adrian. I got up early this morning, and I was just reviewing things, and I thought, I forgot to send Adrian the verses. So I text them to him, and I get here, and he says, do you have any verses? I said, yeah, I text them to you. He said, well, I didn't get them. So thankfully, he is on the fly back there. He gets it done quick, so we've got those for you. Starting in verse 9, Therefore, also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him, it's talking about Jesus, of course, the name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. There's power in Jesus' name because God bestowed it on him. He, and, and that word means he graciously gave it to him. He graciously gave this name that is above all names to Jesus. But I want you to know something. In verse 9, it starts with therefore. Do you know what you do in your Bible when you see the word therefore? You ask, what's that therefore, therefore, right? So... So you got to say, why does it start with therefore? So we need to back up in order to know why it says therefore. Or it's what it's saying is because of this, because of what? So we back up, let's start in verse eight, uh, verse 5 through 8. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus, who although he existed in the form of God, he did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself... And taking the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men, and being found in appearance as a man, he did what? 
He humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So, if you want to know what the therefore is therefore, you back up and you say, oh, so Jesus did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. He emptied himself. He took the form of a bondservant. Verse 8, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So now we say, because of that, now this, which is what verse 9 says, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So because Jesus humbled himself and was obedient to the point of death and all those things we see in verses 5 through 8, because of that, God highly exalted him. And God bestowed on him the name that is above every name. That's what the therefore is there for. Because Jesus is worthy of the name that is above all names. And the name Jesus literally means Savior or the Lord is salvation. There's probably a lot of people that bear the name, maybe we would say a Jesus. <laughs> there might have been other people named Jesus. We know there probably were. But only one was able to live up to his name. So let's just explore a few passages that remind us of why this name is so powerful. Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 through 18. Chapter 1, starting in verse 15. He, again talking about Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created, both in the heavens and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things have been created by him and for him. So Jesus was from the beginning. He's there as a part of the, of the Godhead in the very beginning. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself might come to have first place in everything. If you want to know what the nature and character of God looks like, look at Jesus. He's the glue that holds it all together. He's the head, the beginning, he's first place. That's what these verses are telling us. And Jesus has literally defeated the enemy of our souls. That's why when we sing a song, I speak Jesus, that's why there's power in that. Because he's defeated the enemy. You know, I think about these people that are so in the news. Um, someone mentioned this morning, George Soros, uh, Klaus Schwab, if you've heard of him, uh, head of the World Economic Forum, and these guys that they gather and they, they make plans basically to take over the world. <laughs> I mean, that's what they want to do. They want to, they want to run the world. They want to rule the world. But you know what they lack? <laughs> they lack the power that comes with the name. And just like everybody else, there will come a day when their knee will bow before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because there's power in the name of Jesus. And so whenever we get discouraged or we get depressed or we think of what's going to happen in the future, what are these people going to do that's going to disrupt our life? And they will. Trust me, they will. Look at history if you don't believe it. 
People have always tried to do that. But what do we really have to be worried about? It's easy to get concerned about the future, to get anxious about tomorrow. The Bible tells us, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. Let your requests be made known to God with thanksgiving. That's what we need to do, because there's power in the name of Jesus. He has literally defeated the enemy of our souls. We're going to jump over to chapter 2 and verse 15 of Colossians. It says this, When Jesus had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them through him, through himself. He disarmed the rulers and the authorities. You know, Ephesians talks about... um, the, the principalities and the powers that are at work against us, those have all been disarmed. You know, they don't have any power that we don't give them, really. You think about that. When, when Satan comes or his minions come into your life with some sort of uh, temptation, some sort of accusation, is there any power in that unless you give it to them? No. See, we're free in Christ. We don't have to make deals with the devil. We don't have to agree with him just because he's accusing us of something. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's freedom. When he had disarmed the rulers and authorities, he made a public display of them, having triumphed over them. There's power in Jesus' name because God declared it. He bestowed it on him. And there's power in Jesus' name because he overcame death and the grave. Jump to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. Now this one too starts out, it doesn't start out with therefore, but it's kind of, it could say therefore. It says for this reason, or at least the New American Standard translation says, for this reason. So when we start with that, we're going to go, well, we're, for what reason? So you kind of back up, and we won't read all of it, but I'll just, I've kind of highlighted the, the words of uh, what it was saying previously. He's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. We have redemption through his blood, forgiveness of our trespasses. We've obtained an inheritance. And then Paul uh, says to the church at Ephesus, to the believers there, He says, you also, having also believed, were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who was given as a pledge for our inheritance with a view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. So you've been blessed, you've received redemption, you've received forgiveness, you've obtained an inheritance, and now he's saying, for that reason, starting in verse 15, I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers, that the, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, so that you may know what is the hope of his calling? What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe? 
important word. These are in accordance with the working of the strength of his might, which he brought about in Christ when, he brought about in Christ when? When he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority. See, we see that again. He's above all rule and all authority, all principality, and power and dominion, and every name that is named not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. So when we hear the truth about Jesus, we choose to believe it. Verses 18 and 19, back up there again. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who do what? Who believe. So that's an important, of course, factor in all of this. When you believe and you accept and you trust his power is at work in your life, when your spirit is quickened by the spirit of God, You're made a a new creation, transformed by the renewing of your mind. That's where the power is. There's power in the name of Jesus. Where are we at here? So, do you believe? do, Do you believe? Not do you attend church, not do you tithe, not do you sing worship songs, not do you read your Bible, Do you believe? Have you surrendered? You know, that's the question. If any time any part of my life looks like a wreck, it's because I haven't surrendered to the name above all names. Every time. (laughs) That's all it is. Every single time. We can point to all sorts of, well, but this and but that, but I lost a job, but this or whatever. Someone got sick or something terrible has happened. But in the end, I haven't surrendered fully in trust and in faith to the King of kings and the Lord of lords. The name above all names. In Acts chapter 3, Paul tells the story of the lame beggar. You remember this story in Acts chapter 3. So this guy is laid out uh, in front of the temple every day. Someone probably brings him there and leaves him there so he can beg alms or ask for help from from people that are passing by. He's been lame since birth. and He sat down every day at the gate of the temple hoping people would give him money. And we'll pick up the story in verse 3, Acts... uh, um, Yeah, Acts... um, Chapter 3, verse 3. And when he saw the lame beggar, when he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he began asking to receive alms. And Peter, along with John, fixed his gaze upon him and said, Look at us. And he began to give them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I do not possess silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. And what did he say? In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk. 
Why did he say in the name of Jesus? Why didn't he say in the name of Luke? He was a physician. Because Jesus' name has the power, the authority. You know, I don't know if you, if you are aware of this, but when the Bible talks about the kingdom of God, we probably all start trying to think about a place. Where is the kingdom of God? But if you ever sit down and do even just a brief word study on kingdom, it's talking about authority. It's not talking about a place. We talk about, well, where's heaven? Where's God's kingdom? His kingdom is everywhere because his authority is everywhere. So it's interesting. I used to think the kingdom, what does that look like? Where's that at? It's everywhere because it has to do with his authority. That's what the word kingdom is really about, is, is, is authority. That's why when he said, in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, walk, that's why the guy was able to get up and walk. Because Jesus' name carries authority. And seizing him by the right hand, he raised him up, and immediately his feet and his ankles were strengthened. And with a leap, he stood up and began to walk. And he entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. There's power in the name of Jesus. This power not only resulted in the man being healed, but it resulted in him worshiping God, praising God. The name of Jesus not only brought healing, but he gave him access to God. And then right after this, it's interesting, Peter begins preaching to the people, and it garnered a, a lot of attention. And we're going to skip over to uh, chapter 4 in these first 12 verses. So Peter, he goes out and he starts preaching, and it gets a lot of attention. And as they were speaking to the people, the priests and the captain of the temple guard and the Sadducees came upon them, being greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. Now you can probably figure out right off the bat that somebody felt like their power, their, their little weak power or authority was, was being threatened in some way. Because the people who maybe think more highly of themselves than they ought to think felt threatened. They were greatly disturbed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in jail until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who had heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. I think Peter had an anointing on him. <laughs> 5,000 people. A lot of attention here. And it came about on the next day that their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas, the high priest, was there. And Caiaphas and John and Alexander. And all who were of high priestly descent. All who had a name, right, were there. And when they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, by what power... Isn't it interesting? By what power or in what name have you done this? Interesting question. By what power or in what name have you done It's almost like they already know the answer. <laughs> There's power in the name of Jesus. And they're asking, what power in what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man, as to how this man has been made well, 
Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. Remember, that's one of the things that gives him the authority and the power is he conquered death. By this name, this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which has become the very cornerstone. And here's our verse again that we read in the beginning. There is salvation in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. So I find verse 7 so interesting. Of all the things they could have asked, they asked, by what power and in what name have you done this? And then they answer it in verse 10, by the name of Jesus Christ, the Nazarene, whom you crucified, who died and who rose again. All right there in verse 10. And then Peter's answer culminates with verse 12. There's no other name under heaven given among men by which we might be saved. The same power that was at work in Peter that day is at work in us. The same spirit, the Bible tells us, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead is at work in us. I must confess, if you looked at my life every day, you might not recognize that. You know, we all are vulnerable to discouragement or just to, just to kind of floating through life and not really realizing the power that God has given us to overcome. Jesus' name gives us salvation, gives us peace, gives us hope, and it also gives us a certain amount of authority. Did you know that? That you don't have to agree, like I said earlier, with, with the enemy when he comes against you. We have authority, and we can take authority over that in Jesus' name. Jude, verse 9, says this, But Michael the archangel, now I would think Michael the archangel, if, if I'm here, Michael the archangel, you know, is light years beyond me, it would seem. But when he disputed with the devil and argued about the body of Moses, he did not dare pronounce against the devil a railing judgment but said, the Lord rebuke you. So if you're going to go to battle with the enemy, you better do it in the name of Jesus. You will not do it on your own. You will fail. Even Michael the archangel said, the Lord rebuke you. So we fight the enemy with the power in Jesus' name, not in our own power. So just a few questions to, to wrap up. Are you calling on Jesus to save your soul? Are you praying for healing, for provision, for righteousness in Jesus' name? Are you asking him for protection against the enemy and his schemes? Because we have to fight this battle in the name of Jesus. I speak Jesus. There's a reason why. It's the only authority. It's the only kingdom authority, the only power. And I just want to take just a second and see if there's anybody here who has any just real quick testimony about something you've witnessed in your life, the power in Jesus' name? Anybody, just speak up.
Anybody witnessed that of recent or maybe even a long time ago? I don't know what you was, but amen to that. <laughs> and we all was something that we're not now in Christ. So, yeah, amen to that. He's everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that uh, isn't that interesting? Yeah. And you know there there may be people here. All of us have something in our life right now that we're going. Well, I need that power. I haven't seen it. I mean, I haven't seen. I, it hasn't been overcome yet. There's a there's a hardship. There's a there's a question. There's a struggle. And, you know, sometimes even when those things don't go the way that we want them to, you hang in there and you trust and you will find, it may be a year from now, maybe 10 years from now, there's power in Jesus' name. He was at work and you just didn't see it at the time. But there's power in Jesus' name. So I just want to leave you with that encouragement. And as the worship team comes, we will... Sing, what a beautiful name it is. How fitting is that?